0: Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening!
1: Hey, what's up, friends and family, and happy Thanksgiving week to you. And, just before I forget to say, this is actually going to be the last podcast of this week. Uh, We're going to be taking Friday off, and we'll be back with you next Monday. And so this is the last podcast for the book of Daniel. And if you hear some murmuring squawking, we've got baby cruiser cruising around behind us right now. But uh, excited to dive into Daniel chapter 6. Dive and uh, kind of un- unpack in. a lot of it.
0: Wait, before we start, here's a question. When, and this is divisive. I know it's split. I mean, people are split in their homes. I love this stuff. Their, Where are we going? In their apartments. When is the correct time to put up your oh. Christmas tree.
1: <laughs> so I remember last year we had this conversation and we stood our ground. We're like, we can't do it until after Thanksgiving. And we waited until Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then Friday we set it up. And then at the end of Advent, the yeah, end of Christmas season, we're like, yo, this sucks. <laughs> this, went, this went by way too fast. We got to put this up like earlier. And so again, okay. here we are having this conversation. Like, know. oh, it doesn't feel right. So this year, though, we did put up our tree, but there's not decorated. So technically, it's just a pine tree. It's
0: just an indoor pine tree.
1: And, and, we, then, have
0: and we have our exterior. exterior and dad lights and Kirby have our exterior lights, but they are not lit. They're not lit.
1: They'll come on Thursday night. But we
0: are ready. So I like that. Yeah. Because then we can just enjoy as soon as it's permissible. I, here's the thing. We're split. I, we have one offspring that is a, a kind of against this. I don't know if you've noticed that. I said, hey, you know, do you guys want to bring out, you know, some other Christmas stuff?
1: In your side of the family?
0: No, eldest of our family. And she's like, now. And then oh, and then family, Cal yeah. is like, what else can we like? Now, please. Why are Christmas my stockings music. not up? Yeah. He's like humming jingle bells all day long under his breath. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I don't think there's a right answer, but it's funny to talk about. It. I, my family is... Yeah. I,
1: but as long as you celebrate Thanksgiving, that's that's where I'm at.
0: That's why it's permissible. We you, are not hosting to, anyone for yeah. the Thanksgiving holiday. And so that's another reason But why you do
1: need to you do need to celebrate Thanksgiving. Um literally, like the, 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 the way of the world is trying to replace gratitude with greed. And like Black Friday, I remember when that was like A day. Really becoming yeah. a thing. Like this is an epic now thing. Like, and people were just really pissed off like this is intruding on thanksgiving and now you're shoving this stuff at us but then it's creeped all the way up to halloween now oh
0: yeah and i actually took
1: a note in my phone of the first time i saw christmas stuff up oh did you september 24th in target this year
0: september all the christmas stuff was out
1: yep no it wasn't i I promise i took a note i'm gonna use it in my sermons i was like oh this is ammo for my sermons stay home i'll go to target boom so anyways (laughs) just keep celebrating thanksgiving Gratitude over greed, oh no, here she and we'll get there. But um, anyways, Daniel chapter 6. Yeah. What's interesting about this, this is in every single kid's Children's Bible out there. Children's Bible, yes. One of the I most know. memorable stories in, 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 in the Bible. What's so interesting about this in my studying is that I have never realized, and I think I alluded to this in a previous podcast, as to how old Daniel is yeah. in this story. How old is he? he's not 50, he's not 60, he's not 70. He might be 80, most likely closer towards 90. Like, great-grandma Corver Gigi, if you're listening to this, like, imagine throwing Grandma Shirley into the lion's den. That ain't right. I would never do that. I mean, obviously, like, these people were out for Daniel. They didn't like him or his God. They were jealous. But, like, imagine throwing some really kind, gentle, elderly person and a den of lions. Are you serious? So that actually helped me understand a little bit more of Daniel. And like, he is seasoned. He has been through it. He has been through multiple kings and multiple rulers. And he has lived his entire life in exile. Right. Like this man's roots run deep. And he is a man of prayer. And so when you read verse 5, could could you find verse 5 for us? I don't actually have my Found Bible open in front of me. Could you read that? I wrote mm-hmm. it down.
0: Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel, unless we find it in his connection with the law of his God.
1: Mm. So what's happening here is these men realized this guy's faultless. Like he's got a high integrity. So we got to figure out a way to compromise his relationship with his God, as opposed to the king here. And hopefully we'll find something, you know, here. And so what (laughs) happens is, Daniel, are you going to bow down to the law of the land? Or are you going to bow down to the law of God, just to God? Like, what are you going to choose? And so what happens is they trick the king in this story, and they basically say, mm-hmm, hey, you need to make mm-hmm. an edict that if anybody prays to anybody else other than you, they get to die. Mm-hmm. And the king is like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm big stuff. Let's do this. Uh-huh. And so they do it. They trick Daniel. They toss him in. But Daniel, his allegiance was to God. Like, he, the, yeah. the way you read this, it doesn't seem that he hesitated. He batted an For eye. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Daniel, um, is what what they were trying to do is like his private prayer life was almost like an issue of national security to, to them. (laughs) They're like, King, this guy's a threat to you because he's not praying to you. Like, are you kidding me? But spirituality, Christianity, the way of God is becoming more politicized. There are hot topics that are brought up in the scriptures, I would say nowadays some of the things that the Bible talks about you can smile and love Jesus and be really kind and it's called violence it's called hate language it's called these things and and so we have to continue to walk in grace and try our best to not mm-hmm. give them any reason to accuse us. If they want to play some shenanigans and make up rules as they go mm-hmm. whatever but I'm just I'm proud of Daniel and I'm proud of God and the way he continues mm-hmm. to meet his people in the midst of exile.
0: I'm sorry. I'm watching our daughter try to pull on these. Yeah. Cruz is ripping the microphone. Now. <laughs> so far we still have sound. So it's good. Yeah. What stood out to me in this, you're talking about like how we, you know, behave and in exile and that kind of stuff is like, it's Daniel. It doesn't matter where Daniel is. He's is true to God in the public square. He's true to God in his private prayer world. And then he's true to God in the lion's den. And I've heard it. We've said this before. I think another pastor has said this, that it's, it should be called, instead of Daniel in the lion's den, it should be called lions in a Daniel den. And I just picture that. There's a lot of, there's another, um, there's a literature and another book out there called, um, oh my goodness, it's, I'm blanking now.
1: The fellowship know, it, of the It's ring. the idea
0: of being, <laughs> no, it's the idea of being a non-anxious presence. Mm. And the, essentially it's just kind of like, hey, when, you're, when you are wherever you are, how are you? Hmm. Are you a person, you know, of peace? Are you a person of prayer? Are you a kind of a chameleon that no matter who you are, you know, you're kind of changing with the room? And no matter where Daniel was, no matter who he was with, uh, he understood that he his allegiance first and foremost was to Yahweh and that includes in the lion's den mm-hmm. and uh, so i just think about that when you walk into a room when you get thrown into you know a den i mean some, for some of you you know you're going to be spending time with folks maybe at family and, and they, maybe that's difficult for you and so i just think about that how you can be a person of peace you can be a non-anxious presence in these places where it's it's difficult yeah. and so that kind of stuck out to me when you're talking about just like living exiled and just continuing to be in the world but not of the world Mm -hmm. and how you know it's just gonna look different
1: well what got daniel condemned is what helped him endure Hmm. prayer that's conversation to god so that's what got him thrown into the clink with the lions that's also what helped him get through it talks about how he prayed and the god most high sent down an angel to shut the the mouths of the lions Hmm. this guy was on his knees praying And Mm. while that got him thrown to prison, it's also his way of life. He didn't Mm -hmm. take that off. Um, He kept doing that. And so one of the other things that's so interesting to me about this story, when Daniel is released from the den, Mm. the men who tricked the king are then thrown into the den along with their families, which is, you know, pretty vicious. Um, Daniel, this chapter specifically has a happy ending. Sure. And so while it's not promised, the Bible teaches us that God can, in fact, redeem suffering. Hmm that God can take the hard parts of your life and really do something good with it. So whether it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting tossed into the fiery Mm -hmm. furnace, whether it's all the magicians and the sorcerers of the land going to get killed because they can't interpret the dream and Daniel saves the day, or God Mm -hmm. through Daniel. Or here it's, uh, again, Daniel getting tossed to the lions and him being rescued. Like, how awesome is that?
0: Right, that's happy. Daniel
1: got to see the fruit of that. That's Mm -hmm, incredible. mm -hmm. But reality is, for for a lot of us, there are times where that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we go through life and we think we're being faithful, we're following God, we're praying for people to be saved, and then they die or we die, and we're not sure actually what comes of it. And I think about the prophets. I think about how many of the prophets went through, preached the word, were killed, murdered, um, threatened, punished. And then they died not knowing if the the message was ever going to be fruitful to God's people, whether it's Israel or Judah, or even to us here in 2022. Like the word of Isaiah is still for us today. And one of the stories I read about was this guy named George Mueller. He was a German Dutch explorer and evangelist in the 1800s. And he prayed for 50 years for Mm. five, his five best friends that they would come to love Jesus. And four of them did. And then he died. And I wonder as he died, like what he thought about, like, wow, God, you answered, you know, 80% of my prayers technically, like that's really kind, really gracious, but you're still just bummed about that last one. His Mm. last buddy gave his life to Christ at Mueller's funeral.
0: Mm.
1: And that just gives me a lot of perspective here, like on the flip side of Daniel, like when things don't go the way we expected them and are the timeline don't run the way that we kind of hoped. It's like, okay. And, and another story that comes to my mind Mm. is actually Jerry Sitzer. Yeah, um, Jerry yeah. Sitzer, Philip Yancey in his book talks about grace and suffering. And um, actually, Bobby, I have a paragraph wow. here. You can read it. I'll take the, the minion here. She's <laughs> destroying Bobby's microphone as we speak. She's trying to
0: sink her gummy gums into it. That, that paragraph down to the underline. Okay, great.
1: The paragraph down to the underline kind of talks about, like, what do you do in these stories when life doesn't go according to plan? Yeah.
0: Eventually... We will live happily ever after, but only when the redemption story ends, which seems a long way off. In the meantime, you and I are somewhere in the middle of the story, as if stuck in the chaos and messiness of a a half-finished home improvement project. We might have one chapter left in our story, or we might have 50. We could experience more of the same for years to come, or... We could be on the verge of change, so dramatic that if we knew about it, we would faint with fear, or wonder, or perhaps both. Uh We could be entering the happiest phase of our lives, or the saddest. We simply don't know, and can't know. We simply do not know, and it is not worth trying to figure out. What we can do is what Daniel did. Be steadfast, no matter what. Trust God. Obey Him, no matter what you know that's one of those things that's you know we read about and it sounds like wow that's that's such a great concept and then you know we live five minutes and then realize like man this this is tough um so i'm so grateful for lives that have gone before us like jerry sitzer oh cruiser here clark you want to wrap it up Uh
1: Uh, like Bobby was saying, grateful for the lives of people like Jerry that have walked a walk, that have been obedient, steadfast, and faithful in the midst of the mountaintop experiences and in the deep depths of the valleys. And uh, one of the other takeaways I have from this chapter as I kind of wrap up is um, looking at who Daniel is and how God is working in and through this story, the eyes of the world are on Christians. Um, it's easy to be the butt of jokes It seems like every other week there's a documentary coming out with some Christian uh, church or organization or some celebrity pastor that's fallen and done something immoral, and now it's all over Twitter, and it's like, see, I told you so. They're hypocrites. They don't walk the walk in, talk the talk. And, uh, you know, like there there are elements of truth to that. We are all hypocritical. I'll be the first to admit that for myself. Think of Romans when Paul's talking about the things he doesn't want to do. He keeps on doing and uh, the things he um, can't, shouldn't do, He, you know, back and forth. He's like, man, I can't get this straight from Romans 7. And it's like, well, walking in repentance and walking in humility, being a p- person of prayer and really leaning on the Lord. Um, but as we follow God, what comes to my mind is actually the sermon from last Sunday. The passage I was preached was First Peter 3, and Peter is basically telling his people, you're going to experience hardship. Like there might be moments you feel like you're getting tossed into the den of lions if you're really following Jesus. If you're on the sideline, whatever, you'll get through life unscathed for the most part. But if you're following Jesus, expect trials, expect persecution, expect people of the world to come after you and call you all kinds of names um, as you, you speak the truth in, in the name of Jesus really kindly, really gently, with a smile on your face. And this is what uh, 1 Peter 3 verses 13 through 17 says. It says, who is going to harm you? if you're eager to do good. But even if you should suffer for what is right, you're blessed. Don't fear their threats. Don't be frightened. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may feel ashamed for their slander. And so that's my my takeaway here. These guys cannot get any dirt on Daniel, because his integrity was so high. So if the world's going to play some games and make up some rules to get you or I in trouble, that's okay. But if we're following the Lord, we can smile when our head hits the pillow at night, knowing we lived our life with integrity, that's all right. We'll take whatever the world has to throw at us. But revere in your hearts, Christ is Lord. Be prepared to give an answer, and do so with gentleness and respect. So and those who get after you, you know, they'll be ashamed of their slander. And they're like, hey, this, this man, this woman is godly. They're good. They're solid. So smi- follow Jesus and smile. Um, as you're listening to this podcast, you now, as we wrap up, I hope that you will consider coming to our Thanksgiving services tonight. We have one at 7 o'clock this Wednesday, this evening, and also one Thanksgiving day, which is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Powerful testimonies, celebrating, you know, this year of blessing, where God's been, where God's going hope that you'll consider uh, checking it out with us. So, and one more time, we're not going to be with you on Friday, but stay tuned because we'll be back with you on Monday. God bless you and uh, talk to you soon.
0: The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.